Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another episode of Ringside Fracas. I'm your host, Naeem, and today I'm joined by Dapo. Dapo, how are you, bro? I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, it's been calm. Just boxing. Um, just like, like it's been a bit, a bit slow, slow. In the last two weeks. Yeah. yeah, we knew we knew that was going to happen. There's been a break in the um, in the scheduling, but now it's going to start to ramp up in the next weeks or so. I mean, like next week, which is what we're going to preview for the pod today. We've got you know Zhang versus Joyce, the rematch to look forward to. We've also got um, the uh, Canelo fight against Charlo the week after, and then from then on, it's just going to keep um, snowballing. You've got then. Um, What's it? Wood versus Warrington. That's going to be a great fight to watch. Um, and then you've also got in October 21st, we've also got Buatsi Aziz. So that's going to be great to watch. So we've got some couple, we've got a couple of good fights now that are sort of gaining steam and we're getting towards it. Two, for two weeks, we had and I had two weeks off, but now we're back into it. And uh, what better way than then just to get started into previewing Zhang versus Joyce too. So, so for those that don't know, I mean, if you don't, you've been living under a rock. Um, Zhang versus Joyce happened uh, early in the year. This was, I think, this was a mainly a voluntary fight from Joe Joyce. He was in line for the WBO. Um, he was the WBO interim uh, champion, so he was in line for the fight against Usyk. But he took this fight against Zhilei Zhang. A lot of people actually said there, uh, there were some people who said he shouldn't have taken this fight. And lo and behold, come fight night, it was a one-sided beatdown, and. I say that Joyce was very lucky to come out of that fight with his career still intact. Um, it was as bad as it could get. He didn't get dropped, but Joyce isn't a guy that really gets dropped like that. But he got absolutely beaten up to a pulp. His eye was finished. Um, it was one of the worst showings you could have in terms of when you're trying to build a heavyweight towards a uh, world title shot. That was That's probably one of the worst things to see coming from him. Because even if he does come through Zhang in this fight, I feel like that image of him getting banged up and beat and twanged by Big Bang Zhang is gonna um, really stick. Pause. To hey, pause! But that's like that's the guy. Chat shit, get Zhang. Um, 
He's a. They, he said it. He coined the term. It's, it's a good term, to be fair. But, um, you know, like it's it's gonna stick in people's minds where that you know you really got thumped out and beaten up, and he's not the indestructible monster, the juggernaut that he's really been known for. Um, what did you think about the first fight? You're like you're now that you had some time to look over, and now we're getting into this fight. I'm looking back at it all. What do you think about that first fight and the way it went? I wasn't surprised. Um, I knew that going into this fight, Gilet would cause Joyce problems because of his fighting stance. Um, Gilet is a southpaw, right? And yeah. um, I don't think Joyce is the most technical heavyweight um, we have. I just think the reason why he's done so well is that he can take a lot of punishment um, and he can wear you down by his sides. Um, and, and Joyce has got decent power as well. Yeah. Um, Spot. So when I did the math, I saw this as a possibility as well. And then I also remembered Gile's performance against Hergovic. Um And that fight has been stuck in my head in terms of how Zhang will do against, you know, the, the upper mid-tier heavyweights that we have. Yeah. So like the Joyce's, the Hergovic's, all those bigger guys um, that are a bit slower and may not be used to fighting southpaws. Yeah. Um, I'm not too familiar with Joyce's career so far, but I don't know if he has much experience being in there with Southport. Um, and you, lo and behold, you can tell that he really, really struggled. Um, and Joyce just could, um, uh, couldn't miss. Like, he just couldn't miss. And, you know, I feel like Joyce's attributes almost worked against him in that fight. You know how people always say, like, oh, yeah, like, Joyce can take so many so many punches and then yeah. end up getting you like that's the worst thing to have in a fight like that because yeah. you shouldn't be taking so many punches you understand like Joyce is not super defensive you can't be your defense can't be blocking shots in your head you know and you're fighting a target that you can't really you can't mark you can't pin down you can't mark so yeah I just I just hope that they've made some really really big improvements in camp just to make sure this fight is interesting again I'm still leaning towards another Zhang win but yeah. I know that Zhang is older, um, and well, they're both older. They're both older. Joyce is not. It's not young either. No, no. So, yeah. um, but Zhang is older, and we have seen him gas. We've seen him yeah. struggle in the later rounds as well. Those are the kind of things going in favor for Joyce, and hopefully he can capitalize on these things in the night. But a big, a, a big part of me still thinks that and it's, it's a repeat situation, and not revenge. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with a lot of them. It's like when you watch that first fight, especially I was best surprised in the first round or second round, Zhang caught Joyce with something and Joyce kind of wobbled. And you rarely see mm, you never see, you don't really see that. Yeah, you see, I've seen it in the amateurs, he's been dropped. Uh, but amateurs is one thing, if you pros is another. And when he when that happened, I kind of it was like Zhang can really hit hard and it really did trouble Joyce and it might be it's also the combination of Zhang in that fight where he was picking his shots he was kind of waiting for Joyce to sort of punch and then after or in between the punches throws a combination catches him and he was just everything was just perfect his game plan just looked very good and like you said Joyce I don't think it's it's Joyce actively uses his head to defend I think it's more that he's just very slow you've seen how he punches you see how he kind of moves. He's an athletic guy. Like he's he's um six foot. I think he's what six foot six, and he can do like front flips and back flips and whatever. 
he's very athletic, but he doesn't have he's not blessed with that quick reaction that some people have where they're very reactive. Yeah, he's just he's just very slow. Everything just takes his time. But once it lands, you can feel the power behind it because he's very dense. His I think they said his like his uh bone density is like uh multiple times higher than uh, an average person. So but when because he's so slow, Zhang's quite quick with his hands. He was just catching him all the time and he was timing it. And the one thing going into this next fight, a lot of people were saying is, oh, like you said, oh, you know, Zhang might gas going down the late um, rounds. And we don't know how we look in the later rounds because this fight got stopped in the sixth. It's, the way Zhang was fighting Joyce, it was a comfortable pace. Like Joyce was trying to overwhelm him, but Zhang was throwing back in between Joyce's attacks and he was just having success all the time. And he was wobbling Joyce and having so much success with it. And I feel like when you're in that zone where you're comfortable, the guy's trying to do a lot, but you're not really doing that much and you're still having a lot of success, it's a comfortable pace for you to um, carry on. So for the second fight, I feel like he'll, he'll still fight at that same pace and he should be comfortable going into the 12 rounds. I think the way for Joyce, like the key for him to win is to use his guard better. I don't think he uses his guard not that great. He doesn't really hold it high enough because he's expecting when he throws when he's throwing his punches because he's used to it when he's throwing his punches in the pros he's used to people going back and sort of not throwing back because they don't want to get hit by joyce but with jang you'll sort of like i'm waiting i'm waiting and then oh i got my shot i'm gonna throw this combination um so that so he has to have a better guard there the weird thing i found though about that first fight was remember joyce came out and he was like oh we we never trained southpaws and it looked like that they never it looked like they never trained for a southpaw like the first moment they got in there and he landed his first couple of attacks, Joyce wasn't using the right weapons that you need for a southpaw, you know, the right hand going straight down the pipe, getting your foot on the outside. He, he didn't look like he was ready in any aspect of that. So he could be much more better prepared in this fight, in the rematch, where he sparred more southpaws. He's got there. But I think the big issue for me is that eye. It was mm. bad. And it was really bad. Like it was swollen. Um, I, I don't think in terms of actual injury, like damage to the eye itself, and like there was no there was no like proper serious damage. Like it, would, it healed after a couple, like a month or two. But you look at Zhang and he knows he's gonna go for that eye again because it's the same thing with like Dubois when he got his eye bashed in. People are gonna look for that. Like if you have an injury where people's gone for it, I'm gonna go for it again and see if I can break it. And I feel like, like I said, I. I think Joyce was lucky in that first fight that his career didn't end because if because he didn't go down, right? It was the ref that uh, called it off because the doctor told him, look, I'm looking at his eye. It doesn't look great, but it's your discretion. And he called it off. If that fight went on for another one or two more rounds, Joyce isn't really going down, but his eye is going to get mashed up. And that, like, that can end your career because when you have eye surgery or whatever, they can say, look, you can't go back into a boxing ring because it's just going to get detached again. And you're not, you're not going to be able to box the same. So for Zhang, there's so much confidence in this. He knows he's banged his eye out. He knows that there was no moment in the fight that uh, Joyce really had success and everything's his way. And Joyce really needs this fight to win because, he's, like I said, he's old. He's 37. Realistically, he's only got one big shot for the title. And then if he goes back down again, it's going to take a long time to get back towards the um, world title. So he's got to look at whether or not... Um, if he can win this or not and if he doesn't then his, he has to look at his options of boxing as what's the biggest money fight like it could be like like warren's now talking about putting in dubois with aj 
Warren might do that with Joyce. He might like screw it. Like, this guy's not really going to get back up there again. Let me just put him in with the big money fights I can get for him. So for for Joyce, there's a lot of pressure on him. He's never been in this situation where he's lost, and he's never been in situation in a pro fight. He's never been in this situation where he really has to win the rematch, and it's an immediate one. That's the one thing about these immediate rematches; they don't always go the other way, right? They're like with AJ and Ruiz, it was a bit different because um, it was a bit different because Ruiz wasn't meant to win. And you could tell skills-wise, Ruiz was much deficit, like in a much bigger deficit compared to AJ. But most rematches you've seen, a lot of them, you'll see that the um, winner tends to win. It, it, it favors the winner. Other than maybe Wood Lara, but Lara in that second fight looked completely rubbish, man. He looked poor. Um, so I, I, I wonder who, I wonder how he approaches it because. I don't, their training for the first fight just didn't make sense to me. You know, you see, there's so much tape of Zhele Zhang. He's not some, he's not like some unknown boxer. They didn't get him out from nowhere. We've seen him on big cards. We've seen him on the. How did you not prepare well for that? That you didn't know he was going to be southpaw and you didn't know he, he was a good combination puncher. It's just. Yeah, saying that we had no softball sparring is crazy. Yeah, it was like, what the, like. This is a big fight. It, it tells me that they underestimated him and they saw the Hergovic fight. Yeah, they saw the Hergovic fight and they were like, "Well, yeah, he he can he he can bang well with um, with um, top heavyweights, but um, he's not that like down the stretch. He's not, he's that, not that guy. Yeah, so we can take him down the stretch and drown him, and basically what he what Joyce normally does, and it just didn't work that way because it it just didn't look well prepared. So I'm, it, this that's why this rematch for me is really interesting. And Zhang obviously he's going to take this rematch because. Um, a lot of money on the line that they probably would have offered him. Um, he wins here, title shot, not, nothing else for him. Like, there's, also, there's no... Joyce was coming off that Joseph Parker win as well. Yeah, and on paper, most would probably think Parker's a better fight than Jang. So, not now, not now. Yeah, no, that's not, not even because Zhang won. You look at look at Joseph Parker's recent performances, he's been so bad, he's been poor. Mm. He, he fought, uh, on a I think he fought on a boxer card. He fought a cruiserweight called Jack Massey. He won by decision. It was it was one of the worst fight fights. He had a fight recently in New Zealand. It, he won in two rounds, but it was against you know one of those like the, like rubbish C level D level guys. Like Joe um, Joe Parker's really on the downside of his career. He's one of those guys where they're waiting, like you're waiting you're waiting for a prospect to fight him and they're gonna stop him or beat him or something like that, and then they'll take over it from him. He he he, he himself has um, undermined himself. But Zhang, like for him, a lot of pressure because title shot on the line here. That's what everyone wants. You want a title shot. So th th there's loads for him on the line. And if he doesn't win, um, people will kick him out. A lot of people don't want to fight him. Like a lot of people wouldn't want to fight that type of style, even though he's 40 or whatever. It's a hell style because I haven't seen him really rock like that. He, he like His gas tank is a bit bad, but his style is a bit difficult to deal with. He's got quick hands. Um, he's composed. And he's a southpaw, so it's hard to deal with. But um, what do you think? How do you, how do you think this second fight for you? How do you think it will go? Like just in like how it goes, same or like? I think Joyce might look good early. Um, the nice rounds go by. The fight will start to look like the first fight. That's what I think. Um, I Say that again, it cut up. I think you probably get stopped again. Joyce. 
Zhang's job is not hard in this fight. Like, genuinely, no. it's not hard. Like, he doesn't have to be better than Joyce to win because of what he's already done in the first fight. He has to yeah. do it again. But even just can be just can be beating him in the fight. But if he keeps landing on that eye, which he will, Joyce is not going to turn to Usyk overnight. He will land on that eye. So, yeah, I I see it the same. Can't lie. That's fair. Um, yeah, I I think I think for me it's either it goes the same way where in the we're just seeing in the first six rounds Joyce does make a few adjustments from the first fight, but he's just he's just. The fight's just getting away from him. He just reverts to type where he just keeps somehow getting hit and he just doesn't know what to do. So he just becomes who he is and that causes him to get hit even more. Um, the only thing I see, I, it, the only thing I'm worried about is, like I said, Zhang's gas tank. I'm like, is it, was it, yeah, was that Jerry Forrest fight just a fluke? Something happened that night where he, he wasn't 100% or because against Hergovic, his gas tank was okay. It wasn't like it wasn't. Nah, he slowed down towards the end. Yeah, he got tired. He definitely. It wasn't, it wasn't like the Jerry Forrest one where he completely slowed down and he let Jerry Forrest come. Like he he was literally dominating Jerry Forrest in the first four rounds, and then he he let Jerry come back with the last like six or seven rounds, mm -hmm. um, and then it became a draw. It, I don't think it would be like that. I think I think his gas tank will be a bit better, and he uh, but he'll struggle. We'll see him struggle. Um, in the later rounds, if it gets here, right? Rounds. Yo, Chris, bro, what are you saying, bro? What's good, lads? What's good, lads? Jang and Joyce in it because we finally have a British fight to talk about after two weeks. It's been long. Uh, yeah, yeah, finally, at long last. What, um, what do you think about the fight? Um, It's a tough one, man. It's a tough one because um, usually in a rematch, um, unless there's been some sort of major misfortune, you kind of have an idea of what's going to happen the second time around. If someone was dominant the first time around, usually it means you're going to get a lot of continuation. But um, in this in this respect, I think because Joyce does have power and he is durable, he's always got a chance. And obviously he's heavyweight boxing as well. Um, but I feel like Zhang is still going to be the superior boxer. I feel like he's still going to get that left hand and land it quite frequently. Um, I'm not sure how much Joyce's eye would have healed from the last fight. Um, these things take time, innit? They take a long, long time. They have to be realistic. People think because they're boxers that they have some just kind feel of... like Wolverine or something. Yeah, bro, people feel like they can just heal like overnight. Bro, injuries are mad, bro, especially these yeah. sports ones. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. A lot of sports injuries, you're you might not ever come back from it. Like never. Facts. So yeah. yeah. I feel like there's a massive element of how far damaged is Joyce. He's not a young guy. How old is he? 38? 37. 37. Yeah, yeah. He's not young, so um all the all the trauma to his body isn't gonna help. But I think um, what he has on his side is he's got a good tank. He's very durable for the most part. And I feel like Zhang, even though he's a better boxer, um, he kind of gasses out and he fades in fights. I've seen him fade 
in quite a few fights. So faded against Hergovic and Joe Forrest. Yeah. yeah. Even though I felt like he overall performed very well against Hergovic. Yeah, agreed. You know, the, the younger, more fresher fighter. Um, he did gas out quite bad and he gave away rounds just because he was he was tired or yeah. I don't want to say unfit, but just not having the energy to um perform at his best for all 12 rounds. But um if I was to I mean if I was to guess which way the fight is gonna go again, um I'd be looking at like a repeat of of the first fight. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was saying the same thing with his eye. That's the one thing I'm looking at. Is he's very yeah. fortunate. I said he was very fortunate that, that he came out of that fight with a career still intact. But, 100%. Um, because the ref had to step in. Joyce isn't the type of guy who's going to go down at any point in that fight, but he just got battered in his face. Yeah. Um, I'll batter your face as well, but um, <laughs> but um. Yeah, I, I, it's weird because I remember Lewis was talking about in the group chat, and he he thinks Joyce and a lot. I think some people are, are kind of going for the Joyce um, points down the stretch because I can see that if it does get towards rounds eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, Joyce, you'd bet you'd bank on Joyce being the more fresher and fitter fighter in those rounds. Um, sure, but I just I don't know how he deals with the onslaught in the first couple rounds because Joyce is very good. Is a it's a decent boxer. He's got fu good fundamentals, like a jab, good right hand. He can he goes to the body well, but he's just very slow. And because he's so slow, and he likes and he's used to overwhelming people, he's, he's not used. To, yeah, he's not used to tucking up and like using an effective high guard to get in. Because that's what I think he has to do: have a high guard, mm. block a lot of the shots that are coming in, close the distance between him and. Um, Zhang and wear on him in the first couple rounds. You don't really have to win them, but just don't get hit hard. Oh, try to overwhelm him. Do the Tyson Fury stuff where you tie him up and you go on top of him, stuff like that. Pause. Uh, you go on top of you, you know, you, you grab him, all of that. And then in, in the later rounds, when you're kind of seeing him fade, then start to stick it on him. But again, he, he's someone I feel like if he gets hit a couple times, especially when he got wobbled in the first fight, I feel like if he gets wobbled again, he'll just revert to tight. And it's just who he is, and he'll just get keep getting hit until Zhang can put him out. That's why I feel like it might happen. So that's why I'm kind of stuck between whether or not can Zhang do the job again, or can Zhang actually get a decision? Because Zhang is not great at seeing fights out, even if he does get a, like a big lead at the start, like you said. So, like Zhang gets tired, man. That should definitely be incorporated into um, Joyce's game plan. If you'd be looking at that. Yeah, to wear him out in the first. I don't think they took him. I don't think they took him seriously in that first fight. Can't lie. If you didn't do any softball sparring for that fight, that you didn't take him seriously. Like that doesn't make sense. How how can you not be prepared for a guy that's a southpaw, and you mm. didn't do softball sparring? That's crazy. Like, it, it just doesn't make sense. Especially you know that everything's on the line. It doesn't matter what fight you take. Everything's always going to be on the line in this fight. It's just and weird. I'm sure you you can find softball heavyweights to replicate. There's so many. There's no there's no obviously you're not gonna be able to replicate the exact style or the exact yeah. person, but you can just get used to this fighting southpaws, what weapons work well against them, what don't, what what you can do well. Because he wasn't doing like I always say this, whenever you see a southpaw orthodox fight, you should notice the feet battle a lot of the times. Some boxers are good enough to negate that. So like Bivol when he fought uh Zerdo, 
Bivol was always stepping in rather than stepping out. But that's because he's he knows he's much quicker than Zodo, so he can step in and get him to commit and come out. But most of the time with these boxers, even if you're slow, whatever, you're stepping on the outside, and that way you can land your big right hand. He was he was rarely trying to win the feet battle, and and then he was just trying to overwhelm Zhang. And then when you're stopping punching, Zhang was coming back with the proper shots. So it's just I, I struggle to see how Joyce wins this fight, man. He really needs a revamp if he, he is meant to win this fight. So. It's interesting. Well, what's your final prediction? What are we what are we all going for with our final predictions for this fight? It doesn't count as prediction league. You, you can still change yeah, yeah. it. Down. Um, dang, stop, stoppage, round six. Round six. Chris? I'm going to go for... Um, I'm going to go for a later stoppage. I'm going to go for a, for a 10 to 12. I'm going to say Zhang. Yeah, I'm going to go uh, Zhang, Zhang, Zhang. Yeah, yeah I, we, we kind of figured it was Zhang, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zhang, I'm going to say Zhang. See, if I say decision, I don't know if they're going to give it to him. Mm. Like, I feel like he'll need, build such a lead. Queens, Queensbury need Joyce to win. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but is it them ones where they'll rob him where it's completely robbery? Or is it like, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say Zhang. I say that Zhang decision. I think he'll get a decision this time. I think once Joyce starts to feel the pressure, I don't want to say he will hide away from it, but he won't be able to open up as much. And but he'll remember the first fight and kind of try to survive to the end. Yeah. 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 And on that card, uh, it's a, I think it's pay per view. Yeah, it's pay per view um, card. Anthony Yard's returning. It's weird because I need to go on box rec because someone um, he's meant to be fighting Ricky Summers. Um, but someone said apparently Ricky Summers pulled out and he's going to fight Ben Whitaker in November. Yeah. So on if you go on BoxRec, I mean, if you trust BoxRec, but I, I do, uh, it says um, to be announced. So so Anthony is returning uh, in uh, on the undercard since his fight with obviously Better Beov. What are we expecting from Anthony on in terms of just obviously this this is meant to be a tick over fight and need, need to get back in the ring, get active and get a win on his record. But what are we kind of expecting the direction from his career? What are we trying to what are we seeing now? Now that he's fought better be he's done, you know, he showed that he does belong on the world level, but he can't deliver just yet to that stage. What are we kind of expecting to see from Yard now? Chris, I'll come to you. Mate, you know what? I was having a conversation about Yard um maybe like a week ago. And I really feel like maybe in like 20 years' time, people are gonna really start to appreciate his career and what he tried to do um he's always been painted as like a british level fringe european level because he never did what he needed to do when uh, to win his top fights but he was always competitive he's always fun to watch he's exciting he's got a style that's eye-catching and he's clearly not afraid to take on any challenge um I feel like um, time isn't on his side. I don't think yeah. time is on his side. How old is he? Is he is 32? I think so. Yeah, 32, yeah. Um, yeah, time, time isn't on his side. And he hasn't, got, he hasn't gotten to that world level just yet. He's, um, he's respected by world level opponents, but he just hasn't done enough do we have any fight. British light heavies at a world level? 
No. You could argue Boatsy, but that's arguable. Yeah. That's very arguable. I feel like Boatsy is very arguable. Very yes. arguable. And maybe Callum. Yeah. In fact, I, I um as a from I think Yard is a a better fighter than Boatsy, I'll be honest. From what I've seen, I know Boatsy is definitely the the more sound technically. But from what I've seen and the level of opponents he's managed to, I mean, I don't like talking about looking good losing, but he's he's looked very good in most of his fights. The only fight I've seen of of his that I didn't like was the first Lyndon Arthur fight. Yeah. Um, but other than that, he's always been competitive. He's always looked strong. He's always looked good. He's always been a threat. Um, I feel like the Boatsy fight needs to happen. Um, if it's not Boatsy, then it should be the winner of Boatsy and Aziz, yeah. um, which, whichever one comes first. Um, I think Bivol's all wrong for him. Yeah. I, I think Bivol is a bad opponent for him to fight stylistically. I feel like he would have a, a really hard time against Bivol. Um, but yeah, I think I think all in all, I think he needs he needs that Boatsy fight. That that's the the fight that would cement his legacy at least as a British light heavyweight. Um and yeah, I think from then anything's a bonus. He's had a he's made a lot of money in the sport. Um he can I think maybe after about four fights, if he really wanted to, he could call it a day. His career could be done after four fights and he could, you know, walk into the sunset and be happy with what he's achieved. Dapo, would you, what's your thoughts on Yard and what should be next in his career? I do think struggles against uh, likes of Vivo, Tetra, I wouldn't mind seeing him in there with Vivo, man. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind one more campaign for the world for a world title. Um, Unrealistic as it seems, you know. I don't think it should be a reason not to fight. The majority of people say I'm gonna lose, but um, yeah, I agree with Chris. Everything Chris said. I think that Watson fight is his probably his like highlight real career fight. So I would love to see them scrap. I'd love to see them get done. At this moment in time, it's very, 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 very debatable who the best fighter is. I do believe Yard has a better resume. Um, but obviously, Kawasi never lost. Honestly, yeah. he, is a, he is the better fighter. Um, Say that again, you cut out. I said um, the Kawasi fight yeah. is the highlight fight for Yard at this point. Yeah. I think that's his rival. Um, so I think, yeah, I agree with Chris. You know, I think for a couple more fights, he can retire. Um, but in those couple fights, I wouldn't mind him. I wouldn't mind seeing Yard against Bivol. I wouldn't mind that. Um, you know, he would be the underdog. Agreed. But you know, I think one more campaign at world title wouldn't hurt him. Um, and yeah, he's done he's done well in the sport. You know, and his legacy fight definitely is that Boatsy fight. But whoever wins. Whoever wins um, in the Watts Aziz fight, um, I think he should definitely take on. Um, and yeah, it looks to probably start to wrap up in a couple. 
in a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I think he should look at this October fight with Boatzin Aziz and kind of see also, also who wins and how they look. Also, what the kind of public reaction is. I feel like these kind of fighters, they need they need that kind of push to see, oh, how do the public react to these domestic showdowns? Obviously, it's going to be positive. Everyone can tell you that, but they kind of need to see it. And I feel like if he sees the Buatsi Aziz win or fight, he sees who wins, he's, he's going to entice him to want to fight one of them because he knows that there's a money, there'll be a lot of money involved. And also, it's a good test for him to take on one of these guys. The one thing about him is always, I, I think right now in his career, you'd always say is his wins don't really reflect how good he could have been so if because it, it's only lyndon arthur i feel like he's he there's a lot of guys at that world level that yard could do very well against that they're not there anymore like if yard fought for example a joe smith jr i think he could have been a joe smith jr easily um if he fought marcus brown i think that would have been a very good fight for him i think it would have been a fight he's like very he, i don't know i don't know about his chances of winning but like he, I'd, I'd favor him slightly in that fight if they were fighting like a couple of years ago. Um, but now those guys have kind of moved up to uh, cruiserweight. So I feel like he needs that, like you said, he needs that highlight marquee win because Lyndon Arthur can't be the best win of your career. Like like you said, Chris, everyone should appreciate that the guy went after the, and he was very unfortunate that he went after the most, some of the most elite fighters we've seen in that division in Kovalev and Betavir. But he good he gave a good account of himself. One the Kovalev fight, he almost could have won it. You know, he had that moment to win it. He were, he made it competitive with uh Berbiev, but he mm. needs that marquee win. He really does need that marquee win. I think that that's the one thing that will haunt him is if he ends his career and he kind of goes, Well, my best win was Lyndon Arthur. I don't think he he'd even want that for himself. I feel like he can get a better win than Lyndon Arthur, and he's gonna have to push for it. Whether it's to be still with Frank Warren or to move with someone else. Obviously, Frank's nice to him, so I don't think he'll leave. But he needs to push. And this is what boxers need to do more often is push your promoters to get these type of fights for you. Um, but he can't do the thing where Frank Warren always does where, you know, you fight Kovalev, go back down a level, go back down many levels, stay at that sort of level again for a couple for like one for like two or three years, and then come back up. He needs to have this tick over. And then look at his options with Frank and go, look, can we get the Boazzi fight or the Boazzi Aziz winner fight? Can we get maybe um, Bivol if, you know, Bivol's free or some, or even Lyndon Arthur because Lyndon Arthur's now coming back up. You know, he, no, you know, a lot, in that build up to that fight, a lot of people didn't like how Lyndon was, but he's building himself back up. So he need, like I said, he's a good fighter, but he needs that marquee win and he doesn't have that right now. Um, I think... I don't think he'll be a world champion, um, and that's not any crap to him. There's a lot of fighters there. I don't think he'll be a world champion, I think, because better be and Bivol are just too good. Um, they have to rely on the situation um, favoring them and getting a uh, vacant belt, basically, if one of them you know, moves up or retires or whatever, because it, I can't see anyone in that division really beating them. Even the Callum Smith fight, I feel like, unless better be of, you know, is really old, I don't think Callum Smith's going to do that well against him. Um, it's a tough division. It really is a tough division. And he came into it in a tough time because he got two elite pound-for-pound pound level fighters like the, that division's never seen before. So 
I really feel for him in that sense because there are other divisions where Anthony Odd would have been a champion, 100%, like, in terms of his skill. We've seen worse champions, way worse champions in that division become champion, in, in divisions become champions. So he's very unfortunate that he had to contend with who he did. But, you you know, I just hope they do him well, um, that he does get those marquee wins and he doesn't go back down a level, like I said, like he doesn't stay at that level. We'll see. And hopefully just on Saturday, just, you know, tick over and then hopefully December again. I think you could easily fight in December. If you're fighting a tick over, you can easily fight in December again, so. It'll be interesting to see where he goes, though, like how what and what he kind of thinks of his own career. Speaking of returns in mm. British boxing, apparently, I don't know, these the rumors have been going out for the last like month or so. Um, so there's a matchroom card with Richardson Hitchens versus Jose Zapeda. That's a really good card, uh, a really good fight. Uh, we should watch because Hitchens is a really good talent. If you so, if you're interested, uh, it's on American time. So, but if you're interested, watch that fight. Hitchens is someone that I think is going to be a good talent. Um, Connor Ben is apparently going to return on that fight. Not nothing's been announced yet, and I'm actually not say anything. It's this Saturday, so I'm I'm not sure what the move is. I, maybe it might be that they just want to tick over a fight for Connor because he's been out for more than a month. They don't really care about promoting that fight that much, just as long as he's on the card and he's fighting. Um, I think the there was a news that came out that the Florida Commission have no objection to letting. Uh, Conor Ben fight. I think they've been in communication with the BBOC and uh, all the other uh, commissions about uh, returning, uh, about him returning. And I don't think they have any objections either. What do you lot think about Conor Ben returning if he does make his boxing return this week on that card? Uh, Dapo, I'll come to you first. This is random. <laughs> uh, how, this is bare random. How did I just come out of nowhere? I don't understand. I feel like they need it because with Conor Ben, there's so many big fights involved. They just need a takeover fight for him straight away. Okay, fair enough. Um, and also, also with all the like the drug things still on, because it's still unclear whether or not he's cleared to fight in the UK or not. Like it's still very unclear, like about his situation and all that. So the, maybe this they want this to be as low. Where's this fight being staged in America? Yeah, Florida. Yeah. Wait, next week? No, this Saturday. Yeah. This Saturday. Oh. Where in Florida? Uh, one second, let me just look for it. Yeah, nothing's been announced yet. So, but that's the rumors. Is the he's rumors. God. Uh, it's in oh no, Orlando. Yeah. Orlando. Let me just check on Boxwick if they actually put him on. Now they haven't. Yeah. So he's not on the card officially yet. But so he he's be. just gonna, he's just gonna like that like WWE. Out of nowhere, money in the bank, the return you just money see the bank thing. <laughs> Special guest, this is nuts, bro. I can't lie to you, I don't know what to say when it's gonna bank. I don't know, about this. I don't know. like this guy, this thing's been going on for time. He's eating eggs, like I don't know what to say anymore, <laughs> man. Uh, bro, it's good to Chris, man. <laughs> Uh, Chris, what do you think about Conor Ben if he, if he is returning this Saturday? May, uh, um, do you know what I feel? I feel like this scandal might have even done more for Conor Ben's career than anything else has because he shot himself into infamy. People want to see him lose. People are intrigued True. by him. People are excited by him. 
Um, as a boxer, you he's think okay. he might just become the villain now? Like, just fully, yeah, yeah, yeah. He might as well. He's, he's embraced it. He's embraced it. Yeah, he, mm. he has embraced it. Yeah, he's embraced it. it. It's it's weird because I've never seen a drug situation in terms. Of, there's been so many people that have been drug banned and whatnot, but I've never seen one situation of this a bad, like just handled so wrongly. Like like you're you're right, Chris. That he's done more for his career. Like he's now you know more infamous than ever. That let's be real. If he was going to try go the babyface way of trying to be like you know through his boxing, no one was really going to be that interested like that. Now more people more interested than ever, but. They didn't intend that. Like this has just got our hands so so much where we don't know if he's coming back on this week. There's all these rumors that he's gonna come back this week on that card. We don't know if he can still fight in the UK or not. They tried to make a Chris Eubank fight in Dubai or something, and then the BBOC said if you do that, we're gonna suspend both your licenses or something like that. Like I've never seen a situation in this in, in, in the drugs with the drug ban that's been handled so badly and poorly. Where, where fans literally don't know what's going on with the fan uh, with the Conor Ben's career. More people are interested in his career, but no one knows what's happening. No one knows he's going to come back. Like the whole Chris Eubank Jr. stuff, the you know the, uh, two weeks ago. It, he called out. They called each other out. Whatever. Cool. Is he is he even eligible to fight in the UK still? No one's cleared that up. Matchroom came out with some rubbish, crappy statement. Yeah, he was cleared, and then BBOC came out two days later saying. No, no, uh, with an appeal, so he wasn't really actually clear to fight, and they came up with their own stuff. It was just, it's just like it's just, I just find it very, um, I don't know, just stupid. Just, there was an easy way to handle this, and they didn't. And I feel like Alicia Baumgartner might fall in that way as well. The way she's handling her, um, uh, drug uh, accusation, it's just weird. If he does return, fair enough, like. There's nothing much anyone can really say about it, but yeah, it's just weird. I don't know, man. It's just weird. Speaking of things being weird, now there's doubts over the Spence uh, Crawford rematch because um, initially in the contract there's a two-way rematch clause. Yeah, like uh, whoever wins, the winner gets to decide the rematch. Uh, if you the a rematch clause will be initiated, but the winner gets to decide the terms. Cool. Everyone before the fight were like, yeah, yeah, cool. We, we all were excited for that because we kind of thought this fight would be competitive, it would be very good, and we need to see a second iteration of it. The fight happens, obviously, as as, as one-sided as it is, you know, Spence getting beat. Ah, that fight was one-sided, man. God. That was brutal. That uh, fight changed something, man. It, ch- it changed him. He's not, he's not been the same guy since. <laughs> Honestly. We need a character study on Saps. Way to change that guy, crazy. I think he had real stocks in this fight. I'm talking about real stocks. Maybe some long shots are, ch- are, ch- are chasing him. He said he he said he apparently um switched the fight off after the like second round sign, like before the <laughs> knockout happened. He just switched the fight off straight away. So, um, yeah. but you know, Spence got beaten from pillar to post for nine rounds. So obviously the interest, yeah, the interest in the fight wasn't there. Like no one really wants to see their rematch that. Well, yeah. now there are rematch talks because obviously Spence activated the rematch course. But now it's coming out that Crawford is saying he's offering the rematch at 147 and Spence is saying, no, we need to do it at 154. What do you Sam, mean? Sam's is pissed because he's saying uh, Crawford should be a man and honour his word, apparently, and um, do it at 154. But legally, I'm just saying the facts. I'm not, I'm not giving my opinion just yet. Legally, in the contract, it does say 
the winner will dictate the terms of the rematch. So whatever happens, anyone can re uh, initiate the rematch, but the winner dictates the term. What do you lot think about all this nonsense now about the weight issues? Spence got a hold that. <laughs> Bro, Spence got a hold that because what it looks like to me is, okay, the guy is beating you already. A fight that you said you were going to win, Guys beating you at certain weight cuts. Okay. In the contract, you guys agree that whoever wins the fight decides what weight rematch going to be. You lose badly, right? Now you want to fight again, and you're saying, "No, I'm not fighting at that weight again. I need, I need you to come up." You're just basically saying that there's no way I win that fight once, whatever. So, do we really want to see this again? I don't know. Like, for me, I would prefer if Spence just, I don't care what way it's at. I'm going to beat this guy. Even though most of us probably know that it's not going to happen. But from his mouth, his side, that's the feeling that you should be getting. It doesn't matter what way you fight. I'm adamant on beating this guy. Because you lost. So, I don't know, man. Spence has to hold that. That's, that's what I think. Chris? Um... Uh, so my thoughts on this, um, first of all, I don't care about what Team Spence have got to say or what their interests or what's in Spence's best interest. Um, essentially, what was agreed in layman's terms was that the winner dictates what happens for the rematch. That's what happened. Do you know what I mean? Um they fought at 147. Um, there was a rematch clause in which if whoever won the fight would get to dictate the weight that the rematch that, that the rematch took place in. So if you lose, you have not got a say. Spence immediately started talking about he's moving up to 154. He's changed his Instagram to 154. He's a 154 pounder now. Um, he's seemingly put on quite a lot of weight. Um, even though he doesn't look fat, but he's put on a lot of, of, of weight. Um, and that was never part of the terms. You After losing, you lost all control of what weight the fight was going to be at. I don't know what he thinks this is. Um, and... And then the main thing is, like, you lost the fight at a weight, right? You lost the fight at 147. I don't get why a rematch would take place at a different weight. It makes no sense to me. Um, absolutely no sense. You're, you've been fighting in the division for a long, long time. If you couldn't make the weight, you would have let go of the belts. You would have gone up. You would have fought. You would have got an easy title run, whatever. It'll be easy to make fights. It'll be easy to to, to win titles at one fifty four. I don't know. Obviously, maybe because of your your stable mate, you don't want to fight for belts. But um, it could have been done. You've been fighting at that weight, and now all of a sudden, you can't make the weight. There's this problem, that problem, and I think the issue. Um, and Crawford has said this multiple times years before the fight took place, there was always going to be excuses. So even if you made this concession and said, yeah, look, okay, we're going to fight at 154, 
people are still not going to give him his props if he wins. So he might as well just do what's best for him. He's calling the shots now. He's won. He's the, he's the A-side. He's the cash cow. He dictates what happens. This is business. The same way he had to take concessions um, initially when fighting um, Spence for the first fight. Um, why are you going to give Spence an inherent advantage in order to fight? I know you want to prove a point, but it makes no sense. And I think um, another reason I, I, I do think he's doing it is because he just can't be bothered to fight him. He's he's already 36 years old. Um, Errol's probably not going to want to fight at 147 again. Um, and so he could put out the rematch and that will give Crawford adequate time to prepare for more lucrative opponents. Yeah. You know, you've got you got the the winner of um Canelo versus Charlo. Um you got um Tim Zhu. Um you got a you got you got one fifty four pounders you could fight. I think you'll fight Charlo regardless if he wins or loses. I think I, I think, think it'll that, be, I think it yeah, I think it will be Charlo. I think it will be Charlo. But I, I just don't see that Canelo fight happening at all. I just don't yeah, yeah. I, I mean I he did change his tune on what he initially said. But I feel like he knows what's at stake for the Canelo money. He knows how much money he can make. So I, th I think more from um, a from a promotional standpoint, because Canelo's on the three fight deal. He hasn't signed. Yeah. I don't think he's going to sign anything further than that. I think for PBC, they know the big fights for them for Canelo won't be Crawford. It'll be the two Charlo twins and then Benavides. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that will be priority for them rather. And then for for. Crawford would be better to do is just take on Charlo and then from there see what happens. 100%. So that's why I don't think that far. But you're right. I, I think, I think, I, I find it, I find it funny. This man called it like, like as a fighter, if you lose a fight and, and obviously, you know, when you're a fighter, you're delusional to the sense mm. that you think you can't lose anything and okay, that, which is fair. You have to lose. If, to me, if I lost that, I would have been like, we're doing that 147. We're doing with the same gloves, the same shorts, the same ring, the same arena, the same ring walks, the same time every, like everything the same so i can prove to everyone that like that was a fluke if that makes sense but obviously mm. if if spence is having problems making 154 mm. and crawford is saying no if you want a rematch we're doing that 147 allow the fight move on yeah just move on like you don't have to get it back not everything has to be get back that not there doesn't have to be a get back with every single fight yeah for sure sometimes just leave it and at 154, he should go on and fight. He could fight Tim Zhu and make a crap ton of money if they go to Australia. They'd easily sell out a stadium there. He could, he could go there. He could go at 154, fight Tim Zhu, get a belt if he wins. That's still a you know tough fight for him. Um, but I think he's just banking a lot on this fight because he knows there's a lot of money involved. He wants it to be at 154 because he feels in his head if he doesn't cut that extra weight, he'll be much more prepared for it. I don't know if he will. We'll, we'll have to see on the if that fight happens, how he looks. And like you said, I think the rematch only goes one way with Crawford because that fight was just so dominant. I think to Crawford, to Spence's head is that fight, the only reason that Crawford must have dominated that fight was because of the weight and nothing else. And I think yeah. that's the wrong mindset to have. But yeah. again, he's a fighter, so he's going to be delusional to that sense. Yeah, for sure. And if I'm if I'm uh, what's his name uh, Derek James, I'm telling him to avoid the rematch at all costs because I can't have that many L's on my record in one year. 
<laughs> right, if he loses to Charlo, no wonder he pulled Shakur off uh, the Martin off the Shakur fight because he, he wasn't taking that many L's. Or it would have been horrendous for him, like a horrendous year. And then no wonder um, the Joshua fight isn't happening with Wilder now. So he's like, let's chill with the fights now because he wants to he wants to win. So, mm. but I, I find it crazy that there's people online saying, oh. Crawford's ducking Spence at 154. He ducked him at 147. He'll duck him at 154 now. Or Crawford, Crawford's not a man of his word or something Crawford like that. Crawford ducking Spence is crazy. I don't want to ever hear anything. Like when How we can got I duck one that I flogged? I mean, do you guys really want to see the fight? How no. badly do no. you want to see the fight? No. no I don't want to see that again. I can't lie. There's nothing in that fight. There's nothing in that first fight that makes me think, oh, his spirits just works with this a little bit more than you can get him. I don't see it. I can't lie. Yeah. Yeah. Crawford Charlo has the perfect build-up. He flogged his friend in front of him. He then proceeded, after flogging him, grab his nuts in front of um, uh, Charlo and say, I'm going to, you're next, you're next. Mm. And then... Grab like, his nuts. crazy. Yeah, but he was thinking the he dropped him in the seventh round, turned to him, you're next, and started, like, do, do, like a sign of disrespect, started grabbing his nuts. So they're like, he did, like literally did not respect him at all, and he says he's coming for you next. It has the perfect build up. Let's just do that. Cool. Uh, Charlo went up, tried for greatness. If he loses, which I think he'll he'll lose, I think he's gonna lose that fight. I think he's gonna sh be competitive, but he's gonna lose. Come back down, fight Crawford, and perfect build. Let's see how that goes. And they'll, and and I think that fight will sell very well, especially with the build up involved. It will sell very well. Um, I don't want to see like everyone said after the fight first after the Crawford fight. No one wants to see the Spence fight again because it was just too one-sided. It was there was not an iota of competition in that fight. Even in the first round, it was just it was just hesitant. So, but from rounds two to nine, there was no point at which Spence really had a moment in that fight where you thought, "Oh, okay, he's got a moment in this fight." No, it was just all Crawford. That's why no one really wants to see the rematch again. Um, Spence fans do because they can't believe he lost, which is fair. But you have to accept the terms of the contract, which is legally binding, or just do another fight. You don't have to always fight rematches, like I said. It's just just jarring, like with boxing sometimes, because stuff like this can hold up fighters' careers. And then you don't want to see that. You want to see a fighter move on with his career, especially with Crawford, when he's in the form of his life. You want to see him fight the bigger fights and see how far he can get. Yeah. Just yeah, boxing has its ups, it has its downs, and that's what we've got to contend with all the time, every single week. Some days is good, then the other days it will bring it down bad. Um, just before we end, uh, if you're watching this live, uh, by the time this comes, we record on Sunday, normally, so by the time it comes out and you're listening, uh, it, the fight might have gone on, uh, might have uh, passed. Tomorrow uh, at 1 p.m. British time, there's a unified world champion fight going on. Light flyweights, yeah, the midget weights, but yeah, it, it, good fighters. Uh, Kinshiro Taraji versus Heki Budler in Japan um, for the WBA and I think the ring and another one, another title, light flyweight titles. That's going to be a really good fight because Taraji, in my opinion, is a pound for pound level fighter. Like in terms of when you like watch these midgets, very good fight, like very good skills, like elite skills. So if you guys are anyone listening, anyone watching, watch out for that on the undercard of that is a guy that i've touted for quite a long time uh junto nakatani uh wbo super flyweight he had that knockout on the haney lomachenko undercard which yeah. is the knockout of the year he's fighting argy cortez watch out for him i think that's one guy in junto where i think he's going to get to inui levels of fighting because he's so tall for that weight 
but he can fight on the inside. He's one of the most hell fighters that anyone can fight, and he's only 25. I think he's going to go through the weight classes very, very easily. And like, um, he's already a two-division world champion, so like Inoue, I think he's going to keep going through the weight classes, find that his competition is nothing to him. His power carries through, and he's going to be an absolute monster. So keep watching out for guys like that. And also, the guy that Floyd made cry once, uh, attention Nasuka, uh, he's making his... Uh, pro debut so if you want to see him cry again go on that uh watch that fight i don't know where to watch it it's on espn but you you guys you know if you know you know you'll find your ways uh, but i think we'll end it there i think we should end it there yeah anything else we want to talk about no i think well, i think we'll have a lot to to discuss um after the weekend yeah next week is going to be a big week to discuss yeah, and sure. then and obviously because we, we've got so next week if uh We'll give you a kind of a preview of what it's going to look like. We're obviously going to discuss the result of Zhang and Joyce. We're also then going to have, going to, have to preview Canelo Charlo. There's also a matchroom card. We'll kind of get into that matchroom card and what it looks like because it, it involves the cruiserweight division. So we'll talk about that as well. So we'll preview all of that. So lots, lots to be uh, seen as well for next week. And finally, for us in Britain, boxing is ramping up a bit more again. It's been poor this year, but it's getting back. And we'll have more next week. So subscribe, like, comment. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, give us five stars, please. And please keep tuning in every week, Sundays at 7 p.m. And we'll see you then. We'll see you, so we'll see you next Sunday. Take care. See you soon. Take care. Yeah. Peace. Yeah, yeah, Lennox Lewis. Lennox, I'm coming for you. Is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this I, in I seven or eight seconds? For this fight. I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend. And I dedicated this fight, I wasn't going to fight, I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out, I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal in Michigan, most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one could stop me. Lynch is a conqueror, no, I'm Alexander, he's no Alexander. I'm the best ever, there's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Lipton, I'm Jack Dempsey, there's no one like me. I'm from their floor, there's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious. I want your heart, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Sports Social Podcast Network.